Hello and welcome to another episode of The Clever Kids. This is a weekly podcast where three brothers take a look at a topic from popular culture that you may or may not care about. My name is Tyler. Hey, I'm Brian. And this is Jeff here. No pause again. All right, we're going to get we right still, into it this week. We still bring it up without without failure. If it's no pause, just just continue on. That's the point. No pause. Anyway, so um, this week, as the title of this episode suggests, we are going to be discussing um, the best and worst of cinematic franchises. Um, now, we had a discussion about this because we didn't want to get into too much of a discussion of like, oh, is whatever you know which sequel is better than uh you can tell you know, we're very prepared sequel. for this conversation so we're trying to limit the well, i don't write the intros down i'm just trying to explain this <laughs> you couldn't have um, a single franchise off the top of your head i gave you an example well i we didn't want to waste any i didn't want to waste any um i wait which star wars sequel is the best star wars sequel whatever right we didn't want to have a dis- like have to like debate that for the whole time so especially when the answer is obvious well, I guess we'll see because we all probably wrote at least one of them down. <laughs> um, anyway, we try. You just keep interrupting me, and now I don't know how yeah, Jeff's a little, that, so. uh, just a little bitey this morning. What's going on? With <laughs> yeah, you? no. That, I, I told you I wanted to start at seven thirty. And how long have you been awake? How many cups of coffee have you I had? Drink coffee. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, chocolate milk. I how many cups? I of drank. Chocolate milk I didn't have any this morning, but I had like six yesterday. It was a very bad day. Jeffrey, oh my god! I drank. I literally have one cup left. Okay, in in my gallon that I bought yesterday. Jeff, since you want to uh, control the conversation, I'm going to let you start with your we, first sequel that you wrote down. Do we want to throw in a third category in here, impromptu, of best prequel and worst prequel? No, okay. I would just prequels are going to go in with the sequels okay. if if we really have issues with that. Sure. But I think we can. That could also be its own episode. All right. Yeah. So this was this was my idea. Most of the the good episodes are um, the idea being that uh, I wanted to talk about about sequels. Um, I'm going to be clear. This episode has is currently being recorded. So now that you said that this is one of the best episodes, I'm going to work to make it worse. I, I said that the idea. It was bold to dub it that before it's even happened. No, you said all the best episodes are. I said this this was my idea as most of the best episodes are, which doesn't necessarily yeah, imply exactly. that this is going to be a best I- the best episode, but just that I think that it directly implies that this is going to be one of the best episodes. What are you talking about? I, I disagree. I, I think I think you're using It's almost explicit in what you're saying. I, I think you're using a logical fallacy known as uh, ad hoc ergo proctor hoc, but we can get into that another time. Um, that is not the correct <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> you think you're just using big words and i'm gonna accept it uh okay anyway go yes okay what's your favorite i mean i don't know so i, I was i was i have this couple of them on my list but then we're gonna talk about all of them obviously um but i'm gonna start off the the conversation hot now that we're talking about star wars and that someone else might bring it up for grabs episode three is absolutely the best Star Wars sequel, if we can call it a sequel, because it's technically a sequel to a prequel. It's it's not part of the sequels. Yeah, makes it's it complicated. A sequel, but it's wait, a prequel wait, wait, sequel. Wait, wait, hold up, it's are we talking about difficult. best? Yeah, I got a list of worst on here. I got to pivot. Okay, well, I'm going to assume because I didn't write down any worst. I only wrote down best. So I think we might be able to just combine what you wrote. Like you control the worst, <laughs> I'll just, I'm and just Jeff and I will direction. probably have a lot of the bests, and then you can just go with those That's with so us. Funny. Okay, just keep going. I'm I'm fully ready to just wing um, it. So we're going to have to get into uh, the thing that I was just trying to explain that we weren't going to get into because Empire Strikes Back is definitively the best Star Wars sequel. I like, um, what's it called? Right, <laughs> Revenge, Revenge of the, the Sith. Sith. I really like Revenge of the Sith. It's really great. It probably, but I just, I think Empire Strikes Back, if you're looking at like a continuation of a story, like it is better than revenge of the sith in my opinion it like it's hamstrung by the fact that it was it came out in the 70s or mm. yeah 79 i think um what i, I go ahead I, give I, me your point i disagree look i like empire strikes back i think it did a lot for the story right i mean it brings star wars back on track um in the sense that it because 
New Hope kind of feels like a, a an ending, and they were like, well, maybe we can turn this into a franchise, and they bring Empire Strikes Back, and it was a strong entry to the franchise. You get improvements on the shit that was weak in the first one. You get an actual lightsaber fight, which is fun. You get the bad guys winning at the end, which is, you know, absolutely revolutionary. You get some epic contributions to the story, but in the end, I mean, you get some weird scenes too. You get Leia and Luke kissing, which directly implies to me that George Lucas had no fucking clue what was going on in the third film. And that's just weird. You also get this weird dinner scene where Darth Vader's like, I don't know, it's just strange, right? I mean, it isn't, it's not a dinner scene, but like you get just this weird interaction at, um, at uh, uh, Cloud City. I'm let you struggle. You get the, yeah, you get the introduction at, at, of Lando Calrissian who gets introduced as, you know, necessarily a bad guy, a good guy. I don't know. Like th- that movie's. You kind watch of, your fucking mouth about Lando, buddy. That movie's kind of all over the watch place. Watch it. It's. I don't. I don't know, man. I. I just. I. I'm just gonna go ahead and say I. I extremely disagree. I think Empire is probably one of the best Star Wars movies, um, if not Rogue One, which I. I don't think we can include in here because it's not a sequel. It's like a spinoff. Um, but I would put Empire Strikes Back like. It's it's definitely the best Star Wars Brian, sequel in my breaker. opinion. I would say that Revenge of the Sith would fall into best prequel if we had a separate list, a separate episode. That's how I, I Brian Tiebreaker. Revenge of the Sith versus Empire Strikes Back. He likes Revenge of the Sith. I know it, <laughs> but it's because you guys are the uninitiated. Wow, I was born in it. Well, I was going to vote for you. Yeah, well, I, I was going to side with you, but now that you assumed, I'm, I'm siding with Jeff. <laughs> Yeah, good excuse. Next time, don't, don't um, insult the audience, Tyler. I don't want to spend the whole episode talking about Star Wars. I was I only wrote down this one because it was like we gotta. I know we're gonna have disagreements. I know that you know you guys don't agree with me on the older movies, but um, I would say if you look if you look on the internet, general consensus is that Empire Strikes Back is uh, the better uh, or the best Star Wars sequel, and that Revenge of the Sith is not. So. You know, I, I know that I have my nerds with me, so you, you know, you plebs, you guys can believe whatever you'd like. Um, Brian, do you have a best sequel that you want to talk about list. off the I'm, top of your head? Yeah. You're already ready? I'm ready, got... dude. This is easy. All right. Um, what do you got? The It's not just one movie, but the Mission Impossible movies get better as they go. You have to okay again one movie. Well, you have to pick one from each so, franchise. So you're saying well, that the newest Mission Impossible is the best Mission Impossible by that logic? Yeah, yeah. So far, that's the one with Henry Cavill, right? They haven't put out another yeah. one since. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love that movie. I absolutely love that movie. Uh, that movie is a thrill ride. Yeah, and super that, fun. And we've talked about it before, but the part where Henry Cavill cocks his arms. Yeah, is so it is so sick. He's got yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love I loved Henry Cavill in it. Like, I, is it Cavill or Cavill? I don't know. We all pronounce it differently. I love Superman. I'm pretty sure Jeff it. says uh, Cavill. I, I love Cal- I was about to. <laughs> Cavill. <laughs> I was about to. <laughs> yeah, I love Cal El. Anyway, um, <laughs> I love Henry Cal El. Yeah, uh, and I, I the only wish I had for that movie was that he had lived to continue to be a villain. Well, it's fine because yeah, the guy I who agree. died was actually wearing a Henry Cavill mask, and and was not actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's we've talked about this. If they like, I would. Part of me would be okay if they did that, but it would also ruin the ending of that move of Fallout. Like if that was the truth. So yeah. So I'll just um, throw, I'll just say Fallout, I guess, just to give you the one movie answer you're looking for. But I've never seen a series quite like it where it's like I I have just full confidence at this point that the next one is just going to be the the best, and the next one after that's going to be the best. Like they they take it up a notch every time without getting ridiculous. Like uh, uh, Fast and the Furious, where they're like. All right, now we're oh, taking up the space. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm pretty sure they're all ridiculous, but sure. Yeah, hey, well, uh, it's, you're it's right. It's not to the level that believable. Fast and Furious yeah, is. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, I will say, I've said this already on the Tom Cruise episode. Go back and listen. I made my case, but Mission Impossible 3 is the best Mission Impossible in my opinion. But I don't disagree with you that they do continue to, to stay good. Um, cool. Cool. Um, all right, so I have almost exclusively superhero movies. I had a really hard time finding sequels that like of non-superhero franchises um, to speak to that uh, superhero fatigue that we referenced a couple weeks back. Um, uh, the number one of those that I have is Spider-Man 2. 
I think I've said this on a previous episode, but I think it's almost a perfect movie. I think that it's it's definitely like take you know Spider Man one from um, the 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 uh, Tobey Maguire and Sam Raimi franchise is really a classic really changed the game like kind of created the model of superhero what superhero movies have become like with the comedy and the action and the adventure of it all um but spider-man 2 really ratchets that up brings all the tension of uh peter parker's life introduces a villain with like i mean honestly like incredible special effects to this day you know what i mean for it to have come out in the early aughts and still, like, I just watched it uh, right around the same time that the newest Spider-Man came out and was still blown away by how good it looks, you know? Like, I don't know. I just, I think that this, that movie is really, really incredible. I mean, there's obvious, like, plot holes, like the fact that Spider-Man has super strength and Otto Octavius is just a man. And how is Tobey Maguire not just punching holes in this man's face when he's punching him? Obviously, there you know, there's some logic leaps you have to make, but um, I I just I really love this movie. Go ahead and try to disagree with me, anyone. No, definitely that is the strongest film entry into that franchise. I would also add an easy note, another throwaway um, is Dark Knight is obviously the best sequel um, in the Batman. In the Batman's, I mean, that's there's no there's no reason in even saying anything other than those two. I, I don't I think that's generally accepted yeah. amongst. I don't, yeah, I kind of wanted to get those out of the way as well, um, because we've talked about the Dark Knight a lot already. I think throughout this this podcast, um, so I don't I don't think there's any more that really needs to be said. Also, just Google the Dark Knight, and you can find a bunch of neckbeards ranting about how good it is. So um, I don't I don't think we need to jump into that. Um, do should I just run through my other top superhero movies, or should yes, we hold on to it? All right, uh, I have X2, X-Men United for the Nightcrawler scene alone. <laughs> that opening One scene with scene. Nightcrawler. No, I, I really love that movie, but that that scene is really the one that, you know, it just starts you off on just like this extraordinary you, note, if, you know? If you're going to choose an X-Men universe movie, why would you not choose Logan? Uh, so I do have Logan because I considered it a separate franchise. Well, you just told me I had to pick one Mission Impossible, so pick But one. it's not like there's another Mission Impossible franchise that spun off from Mission Impossible. Pick one movie. I did. I picked X2, X-Men United, and then I picked Logan for the Wolverine that's, franchise. That's so stupid. <laughs> All right, fine. It's, it's a separate fine, fine. trilogy. It's not even in the universe anymore. Um, X-Men whatever x2 x-men united is really awesome introduced one of my favorite x-men characters nightcrawler uh and to great effect although only in that opening scene they like blew their whole nightcrawler budget on that opening scene because then he doesn't do shit for the rest of the movie unfortunately um but it was worth it for that one um and then i do have logan in here because uh it's just a really great you know western of a superhero movie um brian did you want to talk about how much you love that movie I fucking love that movie. I think Logan okay. is. If you're you're talking about movies that have very few flaws, like I think Logan just delivered on every level. I can't. I don't really have any holes to pick in it at all. To be honest with you, like yeah. it was no, just really good. It was just gritty and and just watertight. In my opinion, I I, I yeah. liked them. I liked that the Wolverine focus left the conventional superhero like him being like everybody else because he is not like other superheroes when we meet him the dude's ripping on a stogue and he's pissed off all the time and wants nothing to do with the superhero life even though he's had superpowers longer than everybody and he's nothing like any other superhero because he has knives that grow out of his hands and he has to stab everybody like he has to stab himself such a violent yeah like yeah he's such a violent character there's so much violence inherent in him yes and he should not be limited to pg-13 no you know what i mean it's like perfect character to to have a movie like that and i think they nailed it because it was like like it brings out the best in him in like the fact that he does want to belong, he does want to have these connections like with these other superheroes, and yet at the same time, it doesn't really like he doesn't really need it. Like he's so standalone. It, like it's just such an interesting dynamic with his character, and I think they really crushed it with that storyline. I think the acting was great. Um, I think he's the perfect. You know, like Hugh Jackman was such a perfect casting for that. Like it just rarely do you see someone that is so perfectly cast for a role. Like. I think that he became perfectly cast True. because in, the in first reality, movie, Wolverine kind of like is like five two, 
or something like in the comics. He's like really short. Um, and Hugh Jackman's like six four. Well, Hugh Jackman redefined like the role then because he yeah he perfect. basically <laughs> yeah our ver- like this cinematic version he defined the role that like now everybody will be compared to him and he became so synonymous and he was in it for so long like twenty years of right. playing that character right. and to it's such a fitting send off for his portrayal you know what I mean yep. like that the, ending the, of it. My, I always struggle with these superheroes and like how do you kill them? How do they? How do you even put them toe to toe with somebody like with him? Huh, and specifically his, with Wolverine. <laughs> how, do you his, kill him? how do you kill him? Yeah, and so like yeah. for them to come up with a storyline that works for him dying, like I was, I was satisfied with it. I thought it was just such a great send off. In the whole movie, it was like so obvious that they were building towards something where, you know, he wasn't going to come back. I was, you know, I, I just thought they they nailed it. That movie's, you know, scores really highly with me. Yeah. Um, okay, I had two more. I have Superman two. Jeff, I know that you like this uh the Richard Donner Superman and all the uh all the sequels for that. Um Superman two is the one where they introduce General Zod. Uh-huh. Um or bring back General Zod, I, I suppose. Um and yeah, it's just really, really good. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. Wait, Jeff, which one? The Jeff? newer the newer ones with Zod? There is no there is no I mean, I'd put I'd put Superman two, Superman two up there with like Lord of the Rings, where it's the same quality as as the first film for me. Like, there, I think I would watch either the first or the second film, um, just like I would watch any of the three Lord of the Rings. I don't think that that it's necessarily better. I will say that they they probably got more right in the first one or in the second one than they did in the first one. They did a good portrayal of Zod, and I think the first one misses a few steps. I guess. So I, You're I talking about with Michael Shannon, be, right? Just want to be clear here. No. No. Not talking that's about not Superman two. That's a Man of Steel. What are you talking and about? And there hasn't been a Man of Steel two, fucking DC. Um, oh wait. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah, we're we're talking about uh, Christopher. Yeah, Reed. I'm tripping for some reason. I let myself believe there were two Man uh, of Steels. Yeah, but uh, I I would say that uh, I'll agree with you that Superman two is uh, better than Superman one. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that we may just have to do a Superman episode whenever they release a f- another Superman movie. So we can kind of go into it a little bit more then. But uh, my last superhero movie on my list here is uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I knew you were going to do this. I-, I have that one on there too. You think it's Civil War? I-, I think that Civil War, yeah, I do think it's Civil War. So I think that Civil War is really good, but Civil War is barely a Captain America movie. I mean, it's mostly Iron Man, I feel like. But Iron Man has all the character development. It's definitely a Captain America, if you're going to choose between them, although there's more split than a normal Captain America movie. Sure, yeah. It literally has Captain America in the title, so it's definitively a Captain America movie. But it follows him more, is what I'm saying. Barely, though. I mean, it's it's just... Winter Soldier is straight up Captain America, like... Taking like okay, so when they first were coming out with Captain America movies, I was like, I don't want them to do this. Captain America is like a cheesy character. I don't like him. And they chose to find the Captain America stories from the comics that are like, what if Captain America like hated America a little bit? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I and like he grew to distrust like the country that he literally wears emblazoned across his chest. And I fucking love it. You know what I mean? Like I just I think that it it really made the character interesting and like dynamic mm-hmm. and he stands for all the things that America is supposed to stand for. Even if America doesn't, Look, you know what I mean? And I just, I thought that that was, it is really impressive. And I think that this movie is like a, it feels like Jason Bourne movie with Captain America. Yeah. You know what thing or James Bond or something. I got I got to cut it. I just love it. I got to cut in here because I'm starting to realize you're covering up for being a one scene voter. You voted for X2 because of the Nightcrawler teleporting scene. You voted for Winter Soldier now because they had a really cool fight choreography scene with uh, him and the Winter Soldier. On the bridge? I do like that one. What's, uh, ne- like, what's no, I you know, what's next? Uh, I, uh, Star Wars three where they're fighting with, with the one on one with Anakin and he's already turned that down. Uh, I feel like we already discussed that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you projected that right off the bat. So. I will spitballing, but I'm just saying you're a one scene voter. So what I think here the, I, Although the I, only, I I love agree. I do not think, for any means that, or by, by any means, that uh, that Winter Soldier is a bad movie. I love Winter Soldier; it's a fantastic film, which is why I knew you were going to do this because you're splitting hairs at this point. But I think they're both fantastic films. I give it to Civil War simply because there's like no downtime in that fucking film, right? In in the Civil War, you get the introduction of of, of Arnim Zola with uh, Baron Zemo. It's just wasted space. That's when. 
Arnim Zola is in Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, you, it's just you said Civil War. It's just wasted space. Whereas in Civil War, you get nothing. I mean, you go straight from the embassy fight with the introduction of Black Panther right into the hallway fight scene with uh, with Captain America and Bucky's apartment, right back into Bucky being captured where he then gets triggered and he's fucking trying to kill Iron Man and he pulls the trigger and Iron Man's able to get the gauntlet up for a fucking scene into Captain America pulling his helicopter out of the sky. And then it's like, dude, that, that movie is so absolutely action-packed and the, the emotional climax of that film overshadows anything that's in the winter soldier i mean i I, i'm sorry man i just i feel like that movie should have been titled avengers civil war rather than captain america civil war because it really felt it doesn't feel like a captain america movie to me and that's why it it didn't make my list robert downey jr feel like it should have been called an avengers robert downey jr's delivery of he killed my mom is so gut-wrenching right just like oh my god absolutely my favorite line that robert Downey jr ever delivered um that movie's just uh, that movie's not, just a masterpiece in my mind not the one from um uh scanner darkly where he goes it's these fucking lizard bitches no no not that one no um no? okay yeah i mean i i think that movie's a masterpiece i would say the only area where you have room to complain is during the the airport fight scene which definitely got a little cartoonish with with all of the different uh interacting forces that they were trying to control. I mean, Vision's just not in the fight for a solid 10 minutes. Wanda and Herman are just gone, um, which is fine, given that everyone else gets screen time, you know, but you get a lot of big moments there. You get the introduction of Spider-Man, which is fucking phenomenal. It just it just overwrites anything that happens in the Winter Soldier because it's on such a massive scale and they were able to bring it to fruition so successfully. That's not to say anything bad against the Winter Soldier. I love that movie. It They're just on different scales. And so I have to give it to Winter Soldier. Brian Tybrick. Um, I'll be honest. I wrote down Winter Soldier, but I think it's a coin flip. I don't think it really matters. I think each one is is awesome in its own right. Although, it like if we're talking about sequels, as in it was better than the one before it, I would say Winter Soldier, like comparatively, was better than the one that it it was a sequel to. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the progression. It's it's, it's really nitpicky. I, I think you're both right. You're but saying Winter Soldier was a greater leap in quality over Captain America: then, the First Avenger then than War Civil War was to Winter Soldier. Yeah, so I see. If we're talking on the sequel track. Winter Soldier wins, I think. Okay, um, I'll take it. So, um, who wants to go next? Uh, let me just jump in on a similar theme real quick. If, if we're talking about this, and just say. The one you should have said to make this an obvious correct answer is Thor Ragnarok. Yep. Um, because it is miles better than the Thor movies uh, previous. So uh, I don't know how that didn't pop up if you want to be right in your answers here. But uh, Thor Ragnarok, I think from the very first scene where he's just riffing jokes in the cage, talking to a skeleton, and then like slowly spinning on the chain. like I was like, all right, this is going to be a way better movie. Like this already, like that first scene is just, just amazing. And I was like, wow, this first scene is, is more entertaining than the entirety of the first two movies. So for sure. Well, I mean, like it was just such a smart decision to be like, Hey, what if Thor was ridiculous? (laughs) If we made like the Thor movies ridiculous instead of these like pseudo serious adventures where a man in a cape is being pulled around by a hammer. You know what I mean? In the comics, the Thor movies are always like wild and cosmic and like kind of ridiculous. I mean, he rides a goat through the through space. You know, like it's not normal. It's very weird comic booky stuff. And the fact that they took those first two movies in this like, what if we made him like dark and like brooding? And it's like, well, that's not what the character should be. Make him ridiculous. And giving him to Taika Waititi was just really smart. And I think it had to have been inspired by the success that James Gunn had with Guardians of the Galaxy and being like, what if we gave a ridiculous director a ridiculous story, you know? And it couldn't have worked better, and I'm really excited for the new one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't even put Ragnarok on because it was almost too obvious. Yeah, there's you know? very few franchises that have turned around that that quickly. Let's yeah. let's shift gears here and let's hop into uh, worst worst sequel follow-ups of all time. Oh man, I got some some best. If you guys want to touch on a few non superhero ones, okay. Let's. I, I have some non superhero ones too. I'll, okay, I'll let you do two each, and then we'll switch. Tyler, go ahead. Okay. Um, the Road Warrior. 
Mad Max too. Oh, dude, I have Mad Max Fury Road as one of mine. Like, as you so know, I didn't. I almost consider that to be like a, a reboot. Yeah, yeah, I or like a reboot. reboot as well. Yeah, I I don't really consider that one in a sequel. I mean, I think it technically is a sequel if you talk to George Miller and ask for his opinion. But it does. It's like a different actor. The character is wildly different from the original Mad Maxes that it Mel is Gibson better, portrays. Brian, if if we oh, are yeah, comparing the two films, it's, it's obviously a massive step up in quality. But I'd consider it a reboot. Yeah, Which, almost. Yeah, it doesn't feel connected. Would you guys consider uh, Prometheus and Alien Covenant to be reboots as well? Prequels. Oh yeah. That's fair. They're prequels. Yeah, because I have aliens, but I actually don't agree with it. It was just like an it just like is cons- widely considered to be one of the best sequels of all time. Seen it. But I prefer Alien um because I like Ridley Scott and it's like a really weird dark horror, like space horror and it's really creepy and Aliens turns it into an action movie. Um so I really love Alien, but people love Aliens, so I wanted to bring it up. Um, but yeah, Road Warrior, uh, I think is definitely better than the first Mad Max. Although I really love the first Mad Max too. Um, sorry, the first Mad Max as well, but Road Warrior is like really, is like genuinely a good movie and really exciting and fun. Um, Brian, did you have another one? Um, the, the last one I have that hasn't been shit on is, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just the best one. Um, and since it came a little bit later in the series, uh, it's a sequel. Yeah, I think we can do a deep dive into Indiana Jones and all of our loves for uh, that franchise when the new one finally comes out because they're apparently filming it or it's in some stage of production at some point. Um, all right, then I have some quick ones I just want to run through. Godfather Part 2, have either of you guys even seen it? Okay. Really good. Everybody should watch it. Watch obviously watch Godfather Part One first, but Godfather Part Two is just it's it's really amazing. Uh, Terminator Two, I put it over Terminator One, even though again, it's actually the same thing that happened in the first one. So I can't remember who directed the first Terminator movie, um, but basically James Cameron came in and was like, "What if this was like an action adventure movie?" and I really like it's really good. I still like the first Terminator, but Terminator 2 is really good. Um, and James Cameron is the same guy who directed Aliens and turned that one into it, turned a horror movie into an adventure franchise. So, um, pretty interesting stuff there. Um, and the last one I have is special mention because I haven't seen the, the, the original or the sequel, but Paddington 2 is like widely considered to be a perfect movie. Like people just constantly, if they've seen the two movies, they're just like, it's absolutely amazing. Like it's the only movie that like genuinely has like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Now there are a lot of movies that have a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but this one is like reviewed by hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of critics and still like, it's pretty much unanimously positive reviews it's so weird to me. i don't know how that's possible yeah. i haven't seen it and i'm like afraid to watch it because i don't want to be a detractor or a hater you know what i mean i don't want to watch them and be like i don't get it you know um but i'm very interested in i don't know i'm just very interested by it so i just wanted to shout that out because it's, i don't know how it can be considered a perfect movie i just don't understand how it can be i'm like watch afraid it. of watching it, watch it. <laughs> anyway uh anyone else have any last best that they want to throw I'm just out expecting tyler to like show up next week or something and just be like oh my god you guys paddington 2 it's incredible i'm still crying <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> what's that yeah. uh, what's that key and feel skit where it's like god's lessons are so beautiful I don't know. Good <laughs> reference. Someone find that on YouTube and send it to me. That's great. Okay. Uh, and now we're going to try again to switch to worst sequels. Brian, start us off. Dumb and Dumber Er and Dumber Er. Dumb and Dumber 2. I fucked that up, but you get the point. Anything yeah. after yeah. Dumb and Dumber, I wish you guys had just left it alone. That was a very self contained storyline. There was no reason for another one. I will say that Dumb and Dumber does have some merits, but yeah, it shouldn't have been made. Pretty dumb, but like there are some funny scenes. I think, yeah, sure. it's definitely a step down. Even the yeah, the the, the technically it's a prequel, but um, the the one that you guys are talking about that has its merits. Um, mm, that's right, it is a prequel, uh, but it does have, like Tyler said, some funny scenes. Uh, but it still is a way step down from the original. Um, uh, Brian brought up Indiana Jones, and so I'm going to talk about the worst one, which is uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. 
absolute no arguments from anyone ever. You'll no, no one will ever argue with I you about that. I disagree, man. Shia LaBeouf is just. Uh, oh, I love his tree swinging, swinging moment. On vines, and I believe every <laughs> second of it. And sword fighting for the first time as a 17-year-old against a trained... No, they said, they built that into the storyline saying he's a fencing master at his school that he dropped out of. Ah. So, that's believable as well. Why do you know all of this? <laughs> because I disagree. I think this movie holds up. No one, no one believes that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, who else? Who, I don't have any I've, worse down, so I've I can only comment. one, and I shit on this film on pod, so... Wonder Woman 1984, absolutely. It's a travesty. Uh, I think we also need to have a conversation about you shitting while we're recording. It's really gross, and listeners have been speaking out. Uh, no? Not no, funny? Not All funny. right. I thought it was funny. Wonder Woman 1984, absolute travesty. Moment of silence for, for what could have been. Um, no, that movie's just really fucking bad. Yeah, don't disagree with you there. I still like it. I still uh, support it, but um, it it's not as good as it should have been for sure. Brian, about Wonder Woman, I don't have comments. No nope, worse. You got oh, more worse. Oh right? sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anchorman two, hot garbage. Yeah, I straight up haven't watched either Anchorman since that movie yeah, came out. It, it was it so bad that it like original. ruined my my perception of the. First yeah, one. I think Dumb and Dumber one is classic enough to where like i'm i'm good with it i could probably still just watch that one alone although i probably i don't think i have um it just uh, like i'm not like av- adverse to that thought <laughs> as far as anchorman goes i just don't think i could touch it for another decade or so i need i need the uh the fallout to continue to settle before it's okay for me to touch that franchise again because number two was say, the worst oh man i would say that anchorman one I used to consider it one of my favorite movies of all time. And then Anchorman 2 came out and I was so bummed out by it, just genuinely bummed by it, um, that I just, yeah, I haven't gone back and watched a movie that I would have considered my favorite back then. So, um, yeah, tough, tough one. Not that there's not funny parts in it. But as a movie goes, just genuinely like has a lot of issues. There is a part where Ron Burgundy just anyway. The, we're not gonna the, talk about the it. blind scene was the worst thing that that's ever happened like to me ever. <laughs> he <laughs> to me. he harmed me. He he did it too. It is so bad and the singing and everything. Like what were you guys thinking? Like Jack Lime, that whole thing was funny as hell. Like the whole making him change his name to Jack Lame. I thought that was great. I was like, here we go. Like we have like the West Mantooth, you know, next bit of this that goes further. And it's going to be about like in studio competition. And they did one scene with that made the guy call himself Jack lame on camera. And then they went down in a completely different rabbit hole where he like, didn't he like train a shark? And then he went blind. Yeah, he gets into an ice skating accident, goes blind, and then has a baby shark with him in like oh. a lighthouse when he's blind. God. Anyway, um, so that's all I have to say about that. That is, I think, far and away uh, the worst. Um, and last one for me, um, I was trying to think of movies that just have a self-contained storyline that was just a one-hit classic. And then they decided to roll out a sequel anyway, just for the money grab or to, to ride the sensation or whatever. And the first one that popped into my head was Major League Two, Back to the Miners. Major League One to me is just classic. I could watch that movie, you know, 50 more times in my life and be happy. Uh, I think it's got comedy, sports action, great cast of characters. And then they decided to do a second one. And I just, I just don't understand why. I think there's, I could probably come up with more movies like that, but that's just, that one's going to be representative of all movies where there's a self-contained storyline and they nail it in a one-off storyline and then they decide to to do more anyway. Um, following yeah, on that I, same vein of a self-contained storyline that got unnecessarily expanded, uh, Tyler, have you ever seen Beneath the Planet of the Apes? Yeah, I've seen all the Planet of the Apes movies. Every single it is one of them. <laughs> such a horrible step down. I mean, the rest of them are shit too, but Beneath the I Planet like of the Apes it. is so bad. <laughs> Right, so for the, for the listeners at home, if we haven't talked about this on pod yet, the concept is that the Planet of the Apes was a book that was written 
the director decided to make, turn it into a film, somehow got Charlton Heston on board, and the movie became an iconic success. You guys have obviously seen a thousand times over the 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 ending revealed in which that he is still on Earth and the Statue of Liberty is there and realizing that he's, he's on Earth. Um, and it's just, you know, some major time leap has, has happened. Um, and with that, they were like, shit, this movie's so successful, we need to make a second one. Charlton, we... Char- uh, yeah, Charlton Heston. Uh, we need you to come back. It's such a strange name, Charlton. I always feel like I'm saying it wrong whenever I remember it. Anyway, um, we need you to come back. And he was like, I don't want to. And they're like, we'll pay you a, fu- a like a ton of money. I'll pay you a ton of money. And he was like, fine, but you have to kill me at the end. I'm not coming back for a third. And so they said, sure. And so they writ- they, they like started with this concept of his character dying as the basis of the script. And so they worked backwards from there and basically revealed that the human race had survived on this planet as a subterranean species by all building their society near, near the last living nuclear bomb. And they've all become mutated because of it. And Charlton Heston finds other humans, ends up getting captured by this society and detonating this, this nuclear warhead, which destroys the planet of the apes. And it is such a step away from the original. It's such a step down from the original. It's, it's a fucking horrible, horrible contribution. Uh, to this film that should have just been left alone. I, I like this one. <laughs> yeah, um, it actually, that subterranean society of like telepaths is in the original book. Um, if I remember right. Um, but it, you know, it's not, it's definitely not perfect, but I just, I don't know, man. I really like all these weird 1970s Planet of the Apes movies a lot. I, I really like that. They were, you know, back in the day, like that pulp sci-fi shit, this is the kind of stuff that they used to do. You know what I mean? It's the same thing that like comic books do where it's like Batman finds the court of owls, even though he's been fighting in Gotham and he's like, you know, the smartest man in the world or whatever. Right. Like it's just like, Oh, there's like a subterranean advanced human race of telepaths who have nuclear capabilities for some reason, you know, on this on this planet filled by apes. How do the apes not know where do they get their food? Who fucking knows? Unexplained. It's just, you know, I I like it. But anyway, I I will say it pales in comparison to the first one for sure. But as of like a cheesy 1970s sci fi movie, I think it works. Um, Brian, did you have any more worsts? Nope, I'm tapped out. Those were my worsts. Jeff, you got more? Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, no questions asked. I tried watching it again. Well, I tried to watch it for the first time since it had come out, and I was just like very upset by it. <laughs> I was still, like, all my frustrations came back, and it's just. I don't know, man. Maybe eventually I'll be able to look at it the way that adults can now look at the prequels because I know that the you know a lot of people dislike the prequels and I get it. They're not great, but I still have love for them. Maybe my son will grow up and be like, you know what? Rise of Skywalker. They fucking nailed it. And I'll, you know, I'll have to kill him. Um, but or maybe I'll just be OK with it at that point. Who knows? Um, you got more, Jeff? I'm going to move on. No. I mean, there's, there's more that we could talk about, but I think that we've we've covered the topic. I think that we're sorry. In- I didn't know we were doing worse, so I didn't come with any like really hard hitting opinions. No, it's okay. Um, are you sure? Yeah, you'll you'll forgive me. Uh, I don't know if, if I'd go that far, but Brian, I want to directly apologize to you as well um, for not coming up with a list of worse. I accept your apology. Uh, see, that's how it's supposed to go, Jeff. Um, all right. Let's move on to what's what do we what have you been reading, watching, before, reading, and listening before we get to? Into the recommendations, we we have to add a new segment. This is a new segment. We've got some uh, fan feedback from our last episode. <laughs> Apparently, wait, wait, uh, wait. Let's... Here's the sound bit. Fan feedback. We're still workshopping it. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, that was pretty good for off the cuff, but okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm not so sure. <laughs> uh, should we each do our own our own take on, a, on what the like, line should be? No? The transition? Tyler, you got something off the top of your head? Nope. All Let's right. Never on. mind. Um, I, so two different people 
I talked to a couple different people. A lot of people, this was like a big episode. People saw the headline and were like, I'm going to listen to this shit. So something about Disney gets people, gets people going. Um, it's provocative. Uh, so the two feedbacks that I heard was <laughs> I don't that we think d- you should use that word to describe Disney, but okay. <laughs> I was quoting uh, Will Ferrell. Uh, it gets yeah. the people going. Oh, I get the quote. <laughs> His blaze of glory. Yeah. Uh, um, the two pieces of feedback that I got were that we did not talk about Phil Collins enough. <laughs> what? I feel like I we spent the whole episode. No. I listened back to it. It was like, wow, we talk about Phil Collins. No, I, I fully agree. I think he deserves a, an episode <laughs> on his own. I, I think I think they were upset on two points. One that. Uh, the conversation didn't start around Phil Collins, that none of the Phil Collins songs were in the best song, that it took forever to get to a point where we started talking about Phil Collins and that we weren't all in consensus that he had the best album. Um, but I did have him as my best I know, but I had him as Jungle Book, so there was mainly pointed at me, I guess. Uh, I've also been told that we are collectively insane for not including Part of Your World as best song. That they, they said that it was Little Mermaid? criminal that Little Mermaid was was overlooked. I don't like that movie. It's actually like my least favorite Disney movie, so I'm sorry. I don't disagree that the music in it is really good. Specifically under Dussy. Very good song. Um, but yeah, just that movie is not on my rewatch list very often. Um, we'll see what this new one that's coming out, how that goes. But I was and- also told that oh god, I just lost it. Um, sorry. Move on. I will say that listener Evan got out, reached out to me on Instagram to say that uh, "On My Way" by Phil Collins on the Brother Bear soundtrack uh, needs the needs to be given the respect it deserves. I listened to it. It's fine, Evan. It's okay. It's it's not. It wouldn't have made my list. No offense. I'm glad it made yours. Um, well, we were told that, that then, not including Mulan on biggest bangers was also a, that was the feedback i got from anna actually she said that we which should have song had the, let's get Man down to business one yeah yeah there you go that one yeah she was like that's a really banger. yeah it is a good song but i, I don't know also not a musical like oh i guess it is they do sing yeah, a lot of percent one, don't they just up there with the rest of them yeah yeah interesting i didn't really think about that isn't the one um, where they're like introducing the um like the different soldiers like that have kind of unique personalities isn't that i kind think of that's a the same too? i think that's the same song. is it the same one no you've got the no? for a long time now we've been marching off to bat yeah that song. one's kind of a slapper too i think that's fine wow i do not remember this movie at all that really <laughs> <sound familiar. laughs> i know the man out of you one yep. but um yeah i will also say that evan said to Tell you to stop watching these other anime and watch Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, I I can't get around Seven Deadly Sins. It looks too. Um, I don't know what the word I'm going to say here. Like large, fantastical. That's what I want to say. F- too fantastical. I, I like things that can be grounded to an extent through some kind of thing of physics. And Seven Deadly Sins just doesn't seem to uh, do it. But I'll probably check it out eventually. I'm, I'm almost done with Vinland Saga, so. But I'll. That can transition right us to uh, God. Look at me with my transitions again. I'm killing it. To um, what have we been watching? What's clever? I think is what Tyler decided to call it. Yeah, Tyler decided that. Tyler definitely decided that. Um, so I I will start this week. Um, I watched a movie that I really love. It is not a new movie for me, um, but I just I realized I hadn't seen it in a while. And I wanted to put it on your guys' radar and the listeners' radar because I think it is criminally underseen and underrated. Um, and that movie is called Stardust. Have you guys watched this? No. Listen to this cast, all right? Charlie Cox, Claire Danes, Sienna Miller, Ian McKellen, uh, Ben Barnes, Henry Cavill, Nathaniel Parker, Peter O'Toole, Mark Strong, Jason Fleming. I mean, it's just... It's a veritable who's who of like great English stars. And it's from 2007. It's based on a on a book by Neil Gaiman. Um, and it's like a it's a really fun, epic fantasy kind of ridiculous farce, sort of like Princess Bride. Um, 
I would, I, that, that would be the movie I would compare it to most. Um, oh, Robert De Niro's Robert De Niro is in it as well. Um, it's just, it's really fun. It's, I genuinely, I really love it. I think it's really good. Um, you got a, a really young Charlie Cox, um, before his daredevil fame or, you know, any of his other major roles that kind of put him in the public light. And I just, you know, I think it's really good and I think everyone should check it out. Uh, didn't Charlie Cox used to live in an apartment with, uh, Andrew Garfield and, uh, um, uh, oh, and um, uh, uh, Pattinson, Robert Pattinson, you still share an apartment. Yeah, I smoked pot with those guys. Johnny Hopkins. We were blazing I, that shit uh, up. I have never heard that and do not know. Although, no, I did just see something about Charlie Cox saying something about how he didn't recognize Robert Pattinson when he saw him last because he had gotten so big for the Batman movie. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, they, they used to live so in an apartment So maybe together. they are friends? They used to live in an apartment together. They used to be roommates insane cool good for them um oh i did i did have an honorable mention that i wanted to say for worst sequels hoodwinked 2 is oh yeah hoodwinked is such a good movie. hoodwinked is criminally underrated and uh hoodwinked 2 is a major step down i wanted to bring that up simply so we can talk about hoodwinked again on pod it's a great film um yeah i'll go next as far as what's clever uh, like I mentioned before, I've been watching an anime known as the Vinland Saga. I've been keeping up on Moon Knight and, and uh, a couple other things. Um, yeah, Our Flag Means Death, super funny. We talked about Taika Waititi earlier, um, and, and Our Flag Means Death has been very, very enjoyable so far. Uh, he's only made fun of my name once, but we are going to, uh, to look past that and still enjoy the content. Uh, two of the things that I wanted to talk about, I texted my brothers earlier this morning prior to recording. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 4 just released their trailer. There's actually a couple different things. that Apparently they dropped. They're, they're making three games simultaneously. There's actually like an eight-minute video on YouTube. You can look at the trailers for all three of them. Uh, one of them looks to be a mobile game. One of them looks to be maybe like a Switch game or something. I don't know. It doesn't look like PS5 quality. And then Kingdom Hearts 4 looks insane as far as its graphical quality if you guys don't know there's the unreal engine 5 which is this uh the 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 main engine that basically all ps5 games are going to be made from from this point on in order to use the full graphics processing of the next gen consoles if you guys want a taste of what that that unreal engine 5 is capable of on your ps5s you can download a matrix game that is free it's only like 30 minutes or something. I don't know. It's, it's short, but the graphics are like insane. Like you guys can look, look up the trailer, but you can also play it. It's a playable experience where you can play the matrix from the first film, Tyler. Um, I'm very aware of the unreal engine and all of its uh, developments. I'm so frustrated that there's another kingdom hearts coming out. I just, it's because I didn't enjoy the last one and I feel too loyal to not try this next one. So well, I'm going to buy it. I enjoyed the last one. I'm sure I, I will enjoy too. the next one. I'm sure I will too. Hopefully they make it less watch, uh, targeted towards 12-year-olds. Watch the trailer. I didn't even make it past the second world in the newest Kingdom Hearts. I don't Hearts actually – I don't know if I finished Brian. the finale. I think I'm on the last world and I didn't go back and finish. No, you beat it because we talked about it. I don't even remember. Like how disappointing is that? Like they, they need to target that towards a little bit older of an audience. Like Watch the trailer. It is unbearable. The trailer okay. looks phenomenal. All right, man. Running around with that, uh, you know, uh, San Fran's Tokyo or whatever. I was just like, what am I doing? Anyway. Cool. Uh, Brian, did you have something that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, Watch. I need to quickly issue uh, two retractions from last week. Uh, I had two takes on this part of the podcast where I um, pulled my love for the hundred the CW quality show on Netflix about um, the world being a nuclear wasteland and people not being able to survive there, but then people start surviving there. Um, I was saying that after season three, I felt like the season four storyline was super forced and um, I didn't care about it. Um, They totally made it work At, at the first few episodes. I was kind of upset about how quickly a new plot line was shoved down my throat, but uh, they made it work and it's right back to being uh, super interesting again. We're in season five now um, and I'm back on the 100 train. Um, so that's all I have to say about that one. Sorry for the hate last week. Uh, I love you again. 
and the second one oh shit i'm blanking what was it oh arc uh the video game arc i it's free for ps5 uh players right now so i downloaded it i jumped on there by myself and uh ran through it for maybe 20 minutes and just died to dinosaurs over and over again didn't understand what was going on didn't know how to equip anything it was like this is stupid there's no tutorial but um, after hating on it on the podcast, I uh, fired it up with my wife who had played before uh, way back, and uh, it's super fun. She and I now at this point, I haven't updated you, Tyler. I know you're looking to, to try it out, but we've uh, trained a few dinosaurs. Um, we've, we've got a pretty established base. It is a blast. It's like any survival scavenging game, um, except with dinosaurs and cool tech and stuff. Um, and yeah, really enjoying it. So, um, go try Ark, especially if you have it for free. Why, why not? It doesn't cost you a dime. Um, yeah. So my recommendations are issuing retractions this week. And there you go. Uh, I have jumped on and played it and I watched some tutorials on how to do it and everything like that. And, uh, I've, I've liked it so far, although I'm not that far into it, but, um, I do think it's fun. So um cool well anyone else got any last minute thoughts any call to actions for our listeners i do want to say thank you for giving us feedback uh, even if you only um gave give feedback to jeff in public um i will also say i looked it up real while you were giving your recommendations instead of listening and um it says jamie dornan says Eddie Redmayne and I shared a home together. This was 2008, I think. There was Eddie, me, Andrew Garfield, Robert Pattinson, and Charlie Cox was also there. So it's just like five of like really, really handsome British men all living together in an apartment. That's crazy. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Well, who would you like to see share an apartment together? Get get in touch with us. Find Jeff on the street. Otherwise, I will say thank you all for listening and uh, see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Clever Kids Podcast. If you want more from us, be sure to follow us on social media. We're at Clever Kids Pod everywhere. Or you can get in touch with us at cleverkidspodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And be sure to rate us on whatever app you're listening on and recommend us to a friend. We really appreciate it. Or don't. Whatever's clever.